You're listening to the All Day Rock Off Podcast, episode number 35. Welcome to the All Day Rock Off Podcast, episode number 35. This is your host, Brian, and I wanted to thank you so much for tuning in. We truly hope you enjoy this episode, and don't forget to check out our previous episodes as well. The All Day Rock Off podcast includes interviews, answers questions, and provides updates on the wrecking community. In this episode, we have an interview with David Pearson, who is a fellow GRT that runs a yearly custom event called St. Baldrick's Light. We discuss how we got started with Goruck back in 2012, his experience with rucking, Goruck events, a master's heavy he took part in, and what happens at the St. Baldrick's Day Light events. We've got links in the show notes to the four St. Baldrick's custom Goruck events that are happening around the United States. So if you would like to find an event and see if it's in your area, definitely check that out. If you look at those four locations and none of them are in your area, David is looking for volunteers to step up so that these events can expand and raise even more money for charity. Before we get into the interview, as always, I wanted to give some thanks to those who have left reviews on either Apple Podcasts or Facebook. This week, we've got a five-star review from Whipfire who says, This is a fantastic podcast for an introduction to the rucking community. I listen to it when I go out on solo ruck marches, and I always pick up something new and find myself pushing harder while I listen. Great interviews and great information. Keep it up. Thank you, Whipfire. Glad to hear you're getting out there rucking, and it is just absolutely an honor to accompany you on those solo rucks, even if it is just in the headphones. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to write that review, and it means a lot. If you want to support the podcast, we would love a review on either Apple Podcasts, on iTunes, or just on our Facebook page. We read them all and truly appreciate them. They are amazing to receive. If you want to support the podcast financially, check out our online store at alldayruckoff.com slash store. We've got rucking gear, patches, shirts, brand new hats, just came in this week, patch magnets, and lots of awesome stuff. I do want to mention before we get into the interview that we have started an All Day Rock Off channel on YouTube. So if you have a Gmail account or a YouTube account, We would really like it if you would subscribe as we continue to release videos for the community. Our first video out the gate is a Gorak Constellation 12 packing list video, and we have a ton more videos planned for the future. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen, and here is the interview with David Pearson about the St. Baldrick's Gorak Light custom events. Today, I'm talking with David Pearson about the upcoming St. Baldrick's Custom Go Rock Light event, 
which is a charity Goruk event that David has, it sounds like, put on for a number of years. I'm really excited that he's taken the time out of his day to chat with me, so I can't wait. David, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on and letting me promote this event. Well, I'm excited, man. I've got a, you know, my heart's always in for charity. So as soon as I heard about this and we got linked up, thanks to Dan, I just wanted to get you on as quick as possible. So thanks again for taking the time. Thank you. Well, I know Go Recognition has been hit by a number of cancer losses in the past few years, including losing one of the original cadre who passed away from cancer. So you know, it's definitely something that has affected a lot of people in the Go Ruck Nation. Absolutely. So before we get into the St. Baldrick's custom events, I've got some questions about your involvement in the Go Ruck community. So how did you even stumble upon Go Ruck as a company? I don't even remember. It was end of 2011. I was randomly surfing the internet and came across an article, I think on ITS Tactical, one of their authors had done an event with GORUCK and they had this cryptic review of it and it sounded really stupid. So I found the website and signed up for my first event, which happened in June of 2012, right after they changed the weight requirements and all the other requirements to do a challenge. Yeah, those were the good old days, right? Back when if you're over 150, it was four bricks and under 150, it was two. Yeah, because when I signed up, that was a requirement. And then while we were training for the event, they upped it to the current six and four. Yeah, I remember when they made that flip. My first event was the old weight requirements and my, my second was the new one. So definitely felt it. And it's funny you bring that ITS tactical article up. That's one of the first articles I saw about GORUCK and it really was cryptic. And you got to the end of it and you're like, I have no idea what this thing is, but I think I should probably sign up for it. Yeah. And that was, I mean, there was nothing else anywhere on the internet about the company or the event. So you were pretty much, if you were into something that was weird and you had no idea what you were getting into, that was the way to go for it. Absolutely. So what was your first GORUCK event? Class 179 in June 2012 in San Francisco, they had, it was a GORUCK weekend. There were three classes on Friday and three classes on Saturday. And I went out on Saturday and we were being led by Bo. And then Lou came along as a hanger on since they had a new cadre that started Friday that Lou helped out. And then Saturday, he just partied with Bo. That's huge. I rarely remember classes being that big back then. So for them to throw three in on a Friday and three in on a Saturday, you must have been out there with a decent number of people. Yes. Every class was huge. I mean, it was NorCal. I mean, that's where they started. And at that point, I think we had at least 30 in each group. There was a lot of people out and there were, you know, said there were six classes that weekend. There was a lot of people that went through and a small handful, including Matt Francev, who were doing their first back-to-backs ever. That's awesome. So did you enjoy the event? At the time, no. <laughs> Afterwards, <laughs> yes. <laughs> At that point, you had no idea what to expect since there was no information about the event. Well, I had done trainings and met people that had done prior GORUCKS because NorCal has a really strong group or did at the time. And so I kind of knew what to expect a little just from what we were being trained to do and what we practiced. But the reality is a lot different. And it was brutally cold that night. Uh, I think I had four layers on and I was still freezing. 
We had people go hypothermic in June in San Francisco. That's how cold it was. That's nearly unheard of. Well, it's San Francisco in summer. That's wild. That is wild. So leading up to that event, were you nervous at all? It sounds like you had, you know, at least some contact with people who had done a previous Gorak event. Yeah, we had done a whole bunch of trainings on the beach and in San Francisco. So I knew a lot of the people that I was doing the event with, and we kind of self-sorted. A group of us got together to make sure we were under the same cadre when the, when the event started. And so at least I had friends that I was doing the event with. That helped. And then it was just one foot in front of the other and do whatever they tell you and keep moving. That's a good plan for success. <laughs> and I don't think anybody, nobody from our group, our class quit. One of the other classes that night, I know while we were being smoked before we left out to do our various missions, we saw two guys walking off within the first probably half hour, 45 minutes. They just disappeared out of one of the other two classes. Well, that's wild. Yeah, but after that, I think those two, there may have been a few others, but almost everybody else made it through that night, as far as I know, from all three of the classes that went out Saturday night. That's impressive. It's always nice to hear about classes that, you know, everyone makes it through to the end. And I think that happened a lot more back then because Gorok, you know, no one really knew what Gorok was or, or how to find it. So the only people who did find it were people who were looking for it. So it wasn't people who just, you know, saw it and said, hey, that sounds like a fun thing to do on a, on a Saturday along with everything else and sign up. It was a little tougher to find. NorCal has a really strong group. I mean, they were the first we were the first city to have a 100% pass and a heavy. So before that, the prior record had been the master's heavy that we did in D.C. And then we were about an 80% pass rate, I think, in that class. And then San Francisco had the first 100% heavy pass. What heavy class was that? San Francisco one. The one heavy I did in D.C. was the master's custom was heavy six. I think the San Francisco 100% was probably like 12 or 13, maybe. It was the first heavy they did in the San Francisco. Very so nice. It was pretty early on. Yeah, I did heavy nine up in Seattle, and we had a couple drop from ours, but that was to be expected at the time. And we had, I think, almost a dozen out of the Masters Custom, but we had about an 80% pass rate. And that we had the oldest class, and I think the youngest cadre was what we had wanted. Huh. So if you lost a dozen, do you say you lost a dozen on that one? Yeah, I think we started at 50 or more and lost, yeah, about 10 or 12. That's an impressive class size for a heavy. Well, it was a custom event. It started as a custom challenge. And then Mark Webb had heard about GORUCK starting this, this 24-hour event. And we decided, let's try a custom 24. And then everybody learned about heavy. And it kind of morphed into the, the heavy event. Again, it was one of those nobody really had any idea what to expect because it was like number six. And we had just heard the horror stories of the New York heavy where people were almost passing out and falling into traffic because they went from New York City to Long Island and back. Yeah, that class got miles in. Yes, they did. I think we ended up about 40 or so miles is what Devin told us for DC. That's impressive. That is impressive. So when you finished that first event, that tough back in California, did you want to sign up for another one afterwards or did it take a couple of days for you know, the pain to disperse, and then you're just left with the good memories. I thought it was awesome. I was ready to sign up again. And I did sign up for a back-to-back -back in November, which I think was the next event they had in the city in San Francisco. So I thought it was an awesome event, and I loved the, the people and how it was run. Yeah, that's what keeps bringing me back. It's all about the community. 
Um, now I'm too broken and old to do most of it. I like the lights. I've been beaten down enough. How many events have you done so far? To include everything, probably in the low 30s between heavy light challenge and capstones and scavengers and that kind of stuff. That's impressive. That's awesome. Congratulations on that. And the lights are fun. So at least still getting those in. Yeah, that's pretty much all I do now are lights. That's fun. It's easy. You don't get too broken. That's true. The heavy pretty much destroyed my back. It was a lot of weight for 24 hours and I was pretty wrecked at the end of that. I would never do another heavy again. That's for sure. Yeah, they are something else. And so you mentioned that was the Masters Custom Heavy. There's probably a number of people listening who don't know what the Masters group is. Do you just want to, to briefly say what that is? Sure. So after my first GORUCK event, I was one of the older people doing the event in NorCal. And so I joined the GORUCK page. And then I set up a, a page on Facebook for Masters, which is anybody who's completed a GORUCK event who's 40 years old or older. So we were looking, I think it was Mark Webb wanted to do a, a master's event with just old people to see how, how it would work. And so that's how we came to do the 24-hour event. And we ended up, we had three who started who were in their 70s. Most of us were 40s or 50s. And we let three children in under 40 who did the event with us. That's wild. So if you're listening to this and you think you might be too old for a light or a tough they had a master's heavy, so. And three people who were 70 showed up for it. When I was 60, let's see, because, yeah, they were in their 60s. Still. Two of the three finished. The one who dropped, who was in his 60s, only dropped because he had done a challenge the weekend before and didn't have enough time to rest. He didn't think that one through very clearly. <laughs> yeah, maybe just a little there. They say with age comes wisdom, but but I don't know. Nah, not always. <laughs> as, as I get older, I'm not so sure anymore. So let's move into St. Baldrick's. I'm really excited to talk about this. For those who are listening and don't know what St. Baldrick's is, can you just tell us a little bit about that organization? Sure. St. Baldrick's is, I think at this point, the largest pediatric cancer research charity in the country. So they raise money by going around the country and generally right around St. Patrick's Day holding head shaving events and all the money is pooled together and used to research cancers that primarily strike children. So it's pediatric cancer research. And if I remember correctly, last year, the first drug that they helped fund actually was released for use in pediatric cancer patients. That's amazing. And that's a very worthy cause. Definitely, definitely worth contributing to in, in forming a, a GORUCK custom event ar around so how long have you been involved in St. Baldrick's or fundraising for them? This will be my ninth year shaving my head. Very nice. So you'll have to do this again next year to hit 10 at least, right? Yep. At five, you get a badge. You're called a Knight of the Bald Table. So <laughs> I have one of those. <laughs> that is awesome. That's a great name for that. So you're putting on a Gorak light to benefit St. Baldrick's Foundation. Where did the idea for putting on a custom GORUCK event for this come from? So the first couple of years I did the event was locally in my community, which is Walnut Creek in the East Bay of San Francisco with the police department here. And then the police department stopped doing it after I think two years. And I looked and found the Children's Hospital in Oakland was doing it. And at that point I had done my first 
think I was training or maybe I'd done the first GORUCK event. And so I asked on the NorCal page if anybody would be interested in, in just going and raising some money and shaving their head. And two other guys came out and we did it. And I'm not even sure how it morphed the year after that into doing a full custom. But I know I had done some research on customs after the heavy. And Bert at the time was a cadre and I had talked to him and he was really excited since he had been a medic about running an event for to raise money for childhood cancer. So I set up a custom working with GORUCK. And at the time, we were, had also been trying to work with GORUCK to let kids do GORUCK events. And when the light came out, I know I had wanted my daughter to be able to do it with me and she was under 18 at the time. And technically, children weren't allowed to do GORUCK events, although some signed up and it was just with a wink and a nod. So once we got this signed up, set up, they started allowing kids to do lights. And so we were able to have the parents and children come out and do the events. That is really cool. That's wild. So your GORUCK light for St. Baldrick's actively encourages kids to come out and do the event with their parents. What age kids are we talking about here? One of the NorCal parents, his daughter has done two or three lights now. And she started, I think she was five or six. So she's a multi-patch GRT at like eight years old. That's amazing. The only other group I know doing something like that is, you know, Team Ninja with their Santa Rock, where they actively encourage the little ones to come out too. So I had no idea that St. Baldrick's did as well. That is really, really cool. Well, and that was where the custom part came from was because with customs, you could have children doing them because originally you had to be 18 or up to do any GORUCK event. And then for a period of time, GORUCK actually let under 18 sign up. And then obviously there were some accidents and a death and the insurance companies looked at the events and they had to pull back on allowing children to do events. But with customs, you can still have kids. So making Baldrick's a custom, let us have children come out. And then even now that it's a semi-custom, we're still allowed to have kids participate. So they're light lights, not a typical light. That's good to know. So if you're listening and you want to set up a custom event that kids can go to, then make sure it's a custom through GORUCK. And that could be a, a really fun birthday party idea for parents listening a good way for the kids to come out and see what it is their parents you know why is your your mom or dad carrying stupid heavy things on their back and doing all this exercise and they get to come out and do the event and generally when the kids are out there the cadre pick the kids to be the team leaders and they get to order the parents around and that's always entertaining yeah we had some of that at the the team ninja light up here in seattle the last team leaders were elementary school aged so it was fun it was a good time and that's perfect. I mean, the first light my daughter did with me in San Francisco, I think we had 90 people in the class and she and another 16 year old were in the class. So we threw them under the bus and they got to be the team leaders for the last third of the event. There you go. It's perfect. So where is your St. Baldrick's custom light taking place? So we start at Children's Hospital at 9 a.m. with our head shaves. And then as soon as our team is done shaving heads, we meet up back outside of the shaves at the hospital and go off through Oakland, California, and do basically about a four-hour event. And it's wherever the cadre take us. That's great. So your event's based out of Oakland, California. Are there any other locations that there are custom St. Baldrick's events occurring? Yes. 
The other oldest Baldrick's event is on the East Coast in Maryland with Dave Smith. Uh, we have one that started up two years ago, I believe. It's in Colorado. I think it's out of Denver. And then we just, this year, Southern California at a Baldrick's event that's getting started. Very cool. So expanding. That's good to hear. We are. and We're looking for people who want to take on the leadership role in their city and do it next year. So do you collaborate on ideas with the other GRT who are leading these custom events in the other cities? I mean, Dave Smith and I, who's back in Maryland, have been doing it for years, but we helped like Joe Hanning, who's in Colorado, when he got started with you know, ideas and how to get everything up and running and work with the cadre and with GORUCK. And Flash, who helped run NorCal, has been running the Colorado one for two years now, and he loves the events. And then we've been working with SoCal, too, to get everything smoothed out and figure out how to set up a head shave and, and do the event. So we're happy to work with anyone else who wants to do it in their city. That's great. So if you're listening and you want to put on a St. Baldrick's custom Gorak Light event, it's probably too late for 2018 because the events are in a month or so. But for 2019, it sounds like you'll get some good support from people who have put on these events for years. They will. And, you know, Gorak headquarters is very supportive. Uh, Mocha Mike is really behind this event. He loves doing this and working with any kind of kid event. So even if you don't want to do Baldrick's, if you want to do a kid-centric event, get a hold of Mocha and he'll work with you. Good to know. So you mentioned a couple times head shaving. My next question is, what can people expect at one of these events? Well, it's going to be different in every city, but basically what the event is, you're, you set up a team with St. Baldrick's, which is your GORUCK group. And that team is comprised of volunteers who are just raising money and then shavees who actually want to shave their head. And the object is obviously to raise money for Baldrick's. Our head shave we do before the event. And I think in Maryland, they do their head shave after their event at the conclusion. So if you want to shave your head, obviously you're showing up and they clipper it down. You walk out with a crew cut. Is the shaving head a requirement to participate? No, no, not at all. I mean, there's a lot of women that do the event that aren't interested in shaving their heads. And some of the guys are already bald, so there's nothing to shave. But that's part of the fun of it. If you want to shave your head, you know, here's the opportunity to do it for, for charity. So I usually get my last haircut towards the end of December and then let it grow out and look like a hippie until March when I shave it. That's awesome. So who is the cadre for your event? This year we have Mikey B and Mickey coming to run the event. That'll be great. Those are two you know, very well-known, well-respected cadre. That should be an amazing time. Yeah, they're both excited. I know Mikey B is very involved in the Santa Ruck, and so he loves to do kid-centric events and raise money for that kind of stuff. So both of them are very pumped, and they're, they've offered to do a war stories for us the night before our event, and all the money from that is going to go to Baldrick's. That's amazing. I have had Mikey B on twice, once to talk about Gorak Selection and once to talk about the Santa Rock. And then I had Mickey on once to talk about Gorak Constellation and the changes from 2017 to 2018. And I mean, both of those guys, they're just stand-up guys. They are awesome. So it sounds like you're truly going to have a really special event this year. Yeah, I've done a bunch of events with both of them. They're both really awesome guys. And, you know, part of it comes down to the event is cadre selection and 
you know, making sure you get a cadre that likes kids and is willing to do a light light and isn't just going to go out there and turn it into a, a heavy and just beat people down because it's, you're going to go out, you're going to sing songs and we've done coloring books before and egg toss races and, you know, tug of war, that kind of stuff, as opposed to the normal go ruck beat down. So these are light lights, you know, a six or seven year old shouldn't have much trouble keeping up. That is really cool. And I mean, definitely adds a, a next level of uniqueness to the event. And it sounds like it just really aligns it with the charity that you're fundraising for too. Yeah. And I know at various times, I mean, when I first started at the end of the event, somebody would always collect whatever cab money was left and it would be sent into the GBF, the Green Beret Foundation. And then, you know, Goruck kind of got away from that charity aspect. And I know in the last year, now they're pushing it again, where at each event, you should have some type of a connection to a charity. So Jason's starting to focus the company back on doing community events again, which is good. Yeah, yeah. The addition of the service component was was definitely interesting for 2017 and I think aligns GORUCK with more of that, that charity aspect. And then they also ran those two virtual events last year, which I think combined raised over $200,000. So it definitely seems like they're aligning themselves with charity. Yeah, and it's another way to keep the company going. I mean, there's only so many times that most people want to be beaten down before they kind of get burned out. And there's only so many people crazy enough to do a go-ruck event of any type. So they have to do stuff to keep bringing people in. And I think that's a good focus is on that charitable aspect too. Absolutely. The GRT community is definitely a subset. That's for sure. A special kind of stupid. Yep. Couldn't say it better than that. Yeah, we're paying for this punishment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyone that will throw money at this kind of an event and pay for it willingly is uh, definitely a unique breed. And yeah, that's, that's about it right there. <laughs> so what has the turnout been like for previous years at your St. Baldrick's events? I mean, once we started actually combining it with GORUCK with an event, we've had amazing turnout, usually between 40 and 60. I think the last time I asked for a roster for this year, we were in the mid-50s, maybe close to 60 for signups. That's impressive. So did you notice a change? You mentioned the GORUCK run customs as opposed to the traditional custom. And for those who are listening, it sounds like the traditional custom you put up all the money up front for the event, and then you sell spots to the event. The GORUCK run custom is GORUCK lists the event on their website, and it's still a custom event you're running, but it's more through GORUCK than the traditional ones. You don't have to put up all that cash up front. Have you noticed a difference in turnouts between when it was an original custom and a, a GORUCK run custom? Yeah, I mean, it, either the custom was more driven by the people running it, like Dave Smith and I. We had to go out and find the people. So the people participating at that point were either all of our personal friends or GRTs already. They knew what a GORUCK event was. So it was an easier sell. Once we went to what we call now a semi-custom, we were getting people who were just going on the website and saying, oh, hey, this was like a cool GORUCK event. You know, I'm just going to show up. So it requires a little bit more explanation that, hey, this isn't the typical GORUCK event. This is something a little different. So I have to do, a, I mean, the organizers have to do a little more work from the standpoint of emailing people who aren't on in the Facebook group to let them know, hey, 
know, we also want you to sign up for Baldrick's and raise some money. And here's what's likely to happen during the event. So there's a little more prep on that end because you're getting people who are brand new to GORUCK since GORUCK is putting it on their website. Yeah, that's definitely an aspect to look at there. So the custom that you put on yourself is not listed publicly on GORUCK's website. And the custom through GORUCK is listed on there. So there's a possible chance that someone will sign up and think it's just a traditional light and show up expecting that. So it definitely seems like you have to do some work on your end to level set and mentally prepare them that, you know, this is going to be a light light with kids. Don't expect tough or heavy beat down in a light amount of time. Yeah, and most people signing up for a light aren't looking for a beat down. And so, so far, everybody who's who's been to these events since we went with the semi-custom has been totally happy with it. And they were surprised and didn't realize they could have brought their kids. Yeah, I can imagine, you know, people who are either new to GORUCK or, or not used to this type of event being a little surprised when they show up and they see kids in the lineup with their rucks out and getting ready for gear inspection. Yeah, and it's fun. I mean, the kids get a kick out of it. And, you know, last year, one of the things we did is we learned how to use a team to scale a building. And of course, we were in Berkeley doing this. And so the Berkeley moms at the park called the police and Cadre had to go explain to the police what we were doing. And they were cool with it. But the kids were thought it was awesome that they got to learn how to climb onto a roof without any equipment. That's amazing. And like, what an incredible thing for a, you know, a kid to learn, because at least when I was a kid, I mean, like grappling hooks were the coolest thing. And I'd never, I didn't even know how they worked, but I just thought climbing up stuff was the best. So I'm just, what a fun experience for kids to be a part of. And they were a little unhappy at the end when the parents got to put them on their backs and put water in their face. (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine why. A little bit of water torture was good for them. Yep. Resilience training. So for someone who's listening to this, and they're excited about the event and they want to go and sign up for this event, where should they go and sign up? Just go directly to GORUCK's website. If you scroll down, I think it's called their special events because it's the non-regular patch. So it's the specially designed patches. And if you just scroll down, you'll see the, I think there's three different listings because the three of the four cities are on different dates. Ours in NorCal is actually on the on St. Patrick's Day on the 17th. Very nice. So if you want to sign up, just head over to GORUCK and the event should be there, either under the list of all events or under that special events page. And for those who are listening and they maybe just wanted to donate or support you in some way, where should they go to do that? So it's www.stbaldricks.org and you can, there's a search for find people or events. And if you type in GORUCK, you'll probably find a couple different teams. One should be one for each city. You can pick which city you want to donate to, and you can even drill down to a particular participant and donate to them. Awesome. And I'll include links to all that on the website in the show notes. So if you're listening to this and you want to check out the events, you can quickly hit up the show notes and I'll have the links there, or you can hit up the show notes and I'll have the links to the donation pages there as well. So very cool. This event sounds truly unique. It sounds like, you know, not your, I don't want to say your traditional custom, but in terms of customs, this sounds like a custom custom. GORUCK handles all of the back end for us now, but we pick, you know, date, time, cadre, and the cadre, work, you know, work with us on what we want to do for the event. They realize that, you know, they've got five and six-year-olds coming out to 
have fun with mom and dad. So it's scaled to include everybody in the, in the event. And, you know, they understand that, you know, there's head shaving involved and you have to be flexible with time, you know, especially with our group, there's a lot of people who get their head shaved. So we, even though the website says the event has been started at a particular time, it's usually about a half hour after that, given how many people have, we have to shuffle through for head shaving. Yeah, that makes total sense. You don't want to rush that. No, you can't. You're up on stage with a crowd watching you and I, Usually in Oakland, there's like eight at a time, thereabouts getting their head shaved. So it takes a little time to get everybody shaved down. And then sometimes they'll auction off people to shave their beards or their eyebrows or do other crazy stuff. That sounds like definitely a sight to see. Well, this year, I know we're, our team is doing a video before the event. St. Baldrick's is sending out a camera crew to do a video of us doing stupid activities that they're going to have up on the website. And sometimes I'll do some live feeds from the actual events around the country. Very cool. And there's pretty much a head shave in almost every city in the country at this point of, you know, any kind of significant size. So even if you don't want to do a GORUCK event, you want to go participate in just baldrics and the head shaving, there's almost bound to be one in your local community. Good to know. So if you want to get your head shaved and don't want to participate in GORUCK, there's a chance that you can do that. If you always want to have your head shaved, this is a good excuse. You just tell people you're doing it to support raising funds for children's cancer. Not yeah. that you're just totally crazy and want to shave your head. Yeah, you can't knock that. I mean, if, if someone says, why do you have your head shaved? And you come back with, well, I did it for children with cancer. I mean, there's that's the end of conversation. Yeah. So is there anything else that you want to talk about with the St. Baldrick's events before we get going? No, I think we've pretty much covered everything. I mean, it's a great event. You know, it's a lot of fun and it's a chance for, you know, an entire family to come out. And, you know, it really isn't your typical GORUCK event because you wouldn't want some of those cadre out there trying to boss around four or five-year-olds. It wouldn't last very long. I think the cadre would lose on that. Yeah. Yeah. I lose on that every night with my kids. So I can imagine the cadre would as, as well. So just a couple general questions to you. What does your event calendar look like for this coming year? Are there any events that you're signed up for besides, obviously, St. Baldrick's that you're really excited about? At this point, no. That's the only one right now that I've got for this year. I know there's some new capstones coming out. I don't even know if they still call them capstones anymore with GORUCK. They're expeditions. And looking at some of those, I guess there's the new swimming one that's just coming out on the web within the past day or so. They've got a couple coming to California, and that looks really interesting. Yeah, they've changed the name of those a number of times. It's been capstones, it's been expeditions. Now they've got, I think it's a survival umbrella. And underneath survival, they've got constellation, which is urban survival. They've got immersion, which is water survival, and they have expedition, which is wilderness survival. Yeah, I mean, those are the ones that interest me is the learning classes. I've been beaten down enough by GORUCK over the years. So I'm like so many of the older GRTs, I'm semi-retired. But the learning ones I enjoy, and I've done most of their prior ones. I've done a couple of NAVs and Jedberg and Trek and all of those. So those were really enjoyable. Are we sure that Trek ever happened? No one's going to talk about it. (laughs) It may never even come back. Who knows? Yeah. I'm excited for this this new wave of survival events. I did Constellation back in 2017, and then I recently did Constellation when Mickey came up here to Seattle, and he put on a really good class, and it, you know, they didn't sell it short. It was a lot of fun, 
And the culminating exercise on this one was definitely different than the last one. It was a good time. I was surprised that our masks worked as well as they worked. Although no one quite warned me that pepper spray reactivates when you take a shower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just a heads up, not only does it reactivate when you take a shower, but it lingers. And I mean, for a year. So I did the constellation in 2017, obviously, and then I reused my gas mask again, because that's one of the required year items. You have to bring it back or you have to make a new one. And I reused it and there was still pepper spray on it. And as soon as I put it on to try it out, it got in my eyes. I had stored it in my ruck. My jacket was next to it. There's pepper spray in my jacket. I put it on. I smelled just like pepper spray. It was crazy. <laughs> so my daughter, who's eight months now, was actually born on the day that Constellation ended last year. So I totally spaced on cleaning that mask. I'm surprised you were allowed to do an event. She came four weeks early, so we were not expecting her. And I was only able to do it because you can bring cell phones to Constellation. So if anything happened, I could have just gotten the text and left right away. But yeah, got home from the event, took a shower, and then two hours later, we're on the way to the hospital. Oh, wow. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Mine just turned 21 this past weekend, so. That's exciting. Congratulations doing, to you. This will be her fourth Baldrix with me. She missed last year because she was out of the country, but otherwise she's done all of the customs with me. That's amazing. That's very, very nice. Very cool. Family that rocks together. Always nice to hear. Yep. She's gotten to abuse me a couple of times when I've thrown her under the bus. The cadre let her do stuff to me in regular lights. I bet she had a kick out of that. More embarrassment than anything because everybody was watching her do it to me. <laughs> it's hard to be 16 or 17 and in front of a large group and yelling at your dad while everyone's cheering you on. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine that would be a, a number of different emotions. Everyone's staring, but I get to yell at my dad, but everyone's staring. So are there any shout outs you want to give any people, any rec clubs before we get going? I mean, other than the NorCal group, you know, on the East Coast, talk to Dave Smith. He's been doing Baldrick's maybe even longer than I have as far as shaving his head with the D.C. Fire Department. He's a great guy, and he's really passionate about Baldrick's. And now Joe Hanning in Colorado, and we've got Andy starting up in SoCal. So, you know, those are the four leaders of Baldrick's right now, and we're just looking for more for into the future to keep growing this. So how can people reach out to you if they're listening right now and they think this sounds like a you know i've done a couple events this sounds like something i want to run in my city how can they reach out to you to to maybe hash that back and forth i mean i'm on the, the go ruck page on facebook is probably the easiest place if they post there or even if they contact hq hq is probably going to send them to me and or dave smith on the east coast to talk to there you have it so if you're in the go ruck tough group on facebook just put a tag in there about St. Baldrick's, tag David Pearson. And if you're not, then shoot an email to team at gorock.com and say, hey, get me connected with one of the guys who runs Baldrick's events because I want to put one on in my city. That'll work. Thank you so much for taking this time out of your day. I've had a great time chatting with you. And it's always fun to hear stories from people who started, you know, Gorock events back when I did as well, because they were definitely different in some ways back then than they they are now. So it's nice reminiscing about that. But, you know, more importantly, I'm just really excited to hear with what you're doing with the Go Art Custom event, 
raising money for St. Baldrick's. Children hold a huge spot in my heart, so this is really cool. I'm just really glad to have you on to talk about this. David, thank you again for taking the time. Thanks for having me on, and they were definitely different. It was a different time back then. It was very different. (laughs) But thanks for everything, and I look forward to uh, meeting you out rucking around the country. I'll try and make it happen. It would be an absolute blast. Thank you, David. Thank you so much for listening to the All Day Ruck Off podcast. I hope this interview with David got you both excited for these events and also showed you what's possible with GORUCK custom events. If there's a charity or a fundraiser that you're passionate about, maybe you can set up a custom GORUCK event to raise some money for them. David, as well as Team Ninja, both do some really unique stuff with theirs, including letting kids participate, which just definitely adds something extra to the events. To learn more about this episode, to get links to the events, everything we talked about, head on over to the show notes at alldayrockoff.com slash podcast slash episode dash zero three five. To learn more about All Day Rock Off, you can always visit us at alldayrockoff.com. Did you enjoy the show? We would love a review on Apple Podcasts or even on our Facebook page. Think we can do something better? Send an email directly to me, Brian spelled B-R-I-A-N at alldayrockoff.com as I am always looking for ways to improve the show. Don't forget, we've got a brand new YouTube channel and we would truly, truly appreciate it if you would subscribe to that. Thank you so much again for listening and remember, attitude is everything, keep yours positive and drink hard, rock harder.